one of the most important parts is not getting discouraged and not quitting because you're not getting rich quick. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. Today, I am welcoming to the show the founder of Omigo, uh, Thomas Lotriciano. Uh, they are modern bidets that help you get perfectly clean. Welcome to the show. Chase, thanks so much. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's kind of just go right back to the beginning. Oh, first of all, you are not you are a co-founder. I, I mispronounced. Uh, and it's a unique situation. Not a lot of businesses are built with their father. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. Let's talk about where this whole idea came from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really fun and new, unique, excuse me, operation with my dad and I. Um, and it started probably back in 2015. The idea came when um, my dad actually sat down on a modern bidet. Uh, he had moved into a new apartment and they had this Japanese toilet in there. He had never seen it. And um, he told me that he was hesitant at first. You know, for a month, he was like, oh, I'm, toilet paper is fine. You're like, I don't need to <laughs> use this. And he just used it as a toilet seat. One day, he actually used it for the wash function. Um, and I think angels sang behind him and a heavenly light was glowing and uh, his life was changed forever. Um, and that's kind of where the idea was put into him. Um, and I had used bidets traveling through Southeast Asia and, you know, some European countries. Um, so I was kind of familiar with the concept, but not with the Japanese toilet seat, which is far more advanced than what you see these big porcelain beasts um, from all over Italy and, and the like. That's amazing. So your your father had the concept. When did it kind of evolve into the idea of like, hey, like let's let's build a business around this? So I have worked with or for my dad in some capacity pretty much my entire life. He's um been an entrepreneur in the dot-com space since 2001. And um, I worked for one of his businesses all through high school and in college um, seasonally in summer uh, when I wasn't in school. And so we've always been pretty close in that capacity where we get along great. Um, we work together great. And even if I wasn't side by side with him, um, you know, being a part of something that he had built was always really fun and um, unique way to spend time and be connected to your dad. And it's uh, an experience that a lot of people don't get to have. Um, so we kind of have this foundation, him and I, uh, more so than the rest of my siblings. I'm the youngest of four. And we've always had the idea in our head that we wanted to start a business together. Um, we kind of kicked around a couple bad ideas. I can't even tell you what they were. Um, until something like this came along. And I was in a place where my career wasn't going in any very poignant direction. And so um, I was thinking about going back to grad school to get an MBA. Uh, and he said, Thomas, 
I don't think you need to go back to school right now. Um, I think that we should start this business together. You're going to A, not pay to go to school. B, learn more in real experience than you would going to school and taking classes. And C, you know, we can actually earn money this way instead of uh, going in the opposite direction. That got me really excited. I was in, I moved from Denver back to Raleigh, where we're based now. And uh, that's kind of how the journey started. Um, and that's kind of like the base layer of of the father and son um, story. Yeah. Well, something I want to really highlight there, and I've, I've actually seen multiple people say exactly what your father said just then, which is, if you want to learn business, you do not need to go to school. Do not waste your money. Start a business. You'll learn more in the first 6 months to a year than you would in a 4-year degree and then some. The real-world experience is like a crash course in, you know, in an MBA. Uh, so, you know, if if I guess what I'm trying to say there is if you're a listener out there and you're thinking about starting a business and you're like, "Well, I have to go to school first. That's that's just a belief that you need to get over. Like just start the business. I I couldn't agree more and um Luckily, I took my dad's advice this time. You know, as a as a parent, sometimes you don't listen, uh, or as a child, you don't listen to your parents. But uh, this time, it seemed like really sound advice. And yeah, for anyone out there that doesn't have a business background, um, it doesn't matter. You know, you can if you have the willingness to to try something new, learn and fail. Then I mean, you can go out there and start start your business. So it's been a great learning experience. And I now, after uh, we're coming up on 3 years post-launch um, this month, I've probably learned more than 2 four-year degrees at this point and can go off and run another business or help people with theirs and uh, feel really confident in that. That's amazing. So one thing I wanted to ask is uh, partnerships are always very unique. Um, so how do you and your father kind of divide up the responsibilities of running a business? Great question. So. Um, my dad is definitely the big brain of the operation. So he's got the vision um, and he has the industry experience to guide us in the right direction. Um, he has big ideas for our um, marketing campaigns and the structure of where we should be going and spending our money. Um, and then I run kind of the nitty gritty of our customer acquisition. Uh, so I'm more hands-on day-to-day doing the work, pulling the levers, um, coordinating with our agencies, our creative um, agency, our Facebook ad partners, um, affiliate partners, uh, working on the websites, working with our UX designer um, and developers. So I'm really in the in the business there. Um, and he he kind of guides the general um, ship, and then gives me feedback on everything. Uh, gives we we collaborate on a lot of stuff, so he's there every step of the way, and um, I'm there kind of bringing this stuff up to him. Yeah, it's, that's funny. It's like very similar to what me and my partner do. I'm focused on the future, and he's focused on the present. He's making sure the things that we like that we are supposed to be doing are getting done, and then I'm thinking about how do we grow this thing? What's the next step? So uh, I think that's a common mm. kind of way that partnerships are are divided up. And the one thing that I like that you highlighted there is like you guys collaborate on things, but it's not that you both are responsible for one thing. It's like somebody is responsible for it, but you can get input from the other person. And that's something that we 
when we were first getting started, like we would both be responsible for something and we'd assume the other person was doing it and then it just would never get done. Yeah. And didn't click immediately for us, you know, being father, son, um, didn't, uh, didn't give us as much of an advantage as someone might think, you know, because growing up, you don't really have that communication style of that a business needs, you know, you have more of like an emotional and personal communication style. And so it took us some time to realize our roles and how to communicate with each other outside of the familial unit. So, um, but then once we did get it right, it definitely has an, its advantage of, of that innate connection of kind of being the same person at times. Um, and the way we work together so well is one of us will come up with a concept and we just call it throwing it over the fence. So we just throw it over the fence of the other person. They work on it, tool it, and then we throw it back. Do that a couple of times, get together, see where we're at. Um, and usually we have a pretty good product by then. Awesome. That, that's, that's a fantastic way to work. And then kind of just another thing there is a good partnership is built on just having uh, difficult conversations. And I guess that, that's definitely a learning curve for a lot of entrepreneurs. And, and you know, putting off those difficult conversations just <laughs> makes it way worse when you finally have it. Yeah. And um, I have, I guess, the disadvantage and advantage of having to speak sternly to my father. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, it's a funny situation to be in to be like, Hey, what the heck is going on? Like, we need to talk about this right now. And then um, I think he's got the leg up there. He needs to bring something to my attention. You know, he's been able to discipline me in the past. So, (laughs) but yeah, having those difficult conversations, um, super important and not letting something kind of sit back in the back of your mind and fester, you know, don't, don't make the assumption that the other person understands your perspective and why you're upset or even that you are upset. So, um, that's not only good for business, it's good for personal relationships too, but that's a different, (laughs) it's a different subject. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Um, but I agree with you on that as well. Um, so let's kind of go back to launching the brand. So you, you, your dad, your father has this concept. You guys agree to partner on this and you're, you know, you're attacking kind of the direct to consumer market. What was launching the business like? What was kind of the go to market strategy? How'd you, how are you acquiring your first, you know, couple customers? Like I had said, my dad had been in the dot com space for about 10 years. Um, and he has been a consultant for the past eight, maybe six years. And what what we came to the table with was our e-commerce playbook. Um, and it was a solid foundation of all the things you have to go do immediately um, just to make sure you're in a good place before you even launch. So uh, we went to a branding agency and we got all, all of our branding in place, all of our creative. Um, and they kind of helped us in the initial Um, structure of our copy and voice. We took that and then we used it to build a fast, easy to navigate, modern e-commerce site on Shopify. Um, Really low bloat, very clear navigation. Um, You know, it's you you see a thousand e-commerce sites and they're all kind of coming from the same core base right now. A lot of people lose their way, but um, we had a really good idea of what was working uh, at the time online. So we went out, had a good development um, agency and a UX designer, built this website, got it up and running, did a bunch of QA to make sure that when visitors came, it wasn't 
it was going to operate as we wanted to. Uh, we put into place all of our email flows. So um, set up our email capture, all of our um, welcome series, our post-purchase series, browse and abandon, shopping cart abandonment. Um, like I said, so when those first customers did come through the door, we had these um, passive channels in place. Uh, and then we went out and um, acquired a lot of creative, so mostly still photography. Um, and this was in an effort to put have a hopper full of creative for um, Facebook, which was our big push first um, for customer acquisition to get those those first people onto the site. Um, and this was three years ago. So we're talking about a different Facebook than we're talking about today. I love that you highlighted that. I love that you pointed that out. So that that's not necessarily how someone could go about it right now. Um, but we we did and it worked well. And when I say Facebook, I mean Facebook, Instagram, um, just, mm -hmm. just as a combined entity. Um, and we also had the idea about bidets specifically needing to be something that was a recommendation from a friend. Because talking about washing your butt, like looking at an ad online and saying like, hey, you should wash your butt instead of wiping it with toilet paper. I know you've been wiping for 20, 30 years, however old you are, but you should wash instead. Like not a super trustworthy source. So our, our concept was, oh, people might need to hear this from people they trust. How do we get that? We went into the podcast space because if you have a dedicated audience, a smaller audience, we thought that source might be somewhere where you could at least get our name in your head and then come to our site and we'd be able to remarket to you and build audiences that way. Um, so those were two of our big pushes um, right out the gate. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I kind of just want to talk about kind of the launching with Facebook and Instagram, like paid acquisition. You don't have to give me any numbers, but uh, you know what? What was that? I'm going to say battle. Like, yeah, um, really disorienting because uh, we didn't know it was going to work, and we put a lot of different types of creative out there, and I had no idea what the winner was going to look like, and it was the most bizarre creative that we had produced. It was a woman with a toilet in a living room and she wasn't sitting on the toilet. It was just unattached and she was leaning over and just looking at it lovingly, like looking at this bidet and it got hundreds of comments, likes, and just all that energy made it our, our best performing creative because it was so bizarre. Um, so it was a battle to get it right. And uh, we've been working with a Facebook agency from the beginning. Uh, we've switched multiple times, uh, but we were very ha hands-on and still are with uh, the, the strategy that goes into that. So a lot of trial and error and definitely didn't come easy. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the Shopify expansion pack to level up your brand. By turning all your internet-connected apps into your business epicenter, Mesa can lighten your workload and tame the day-to-day -day chaos of running your store. 
join other successful brands that have learned how to balance clever workflows with a solid infrastructure to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need to order data in Google Sheets, products on Etsy, or customers added to HubSpot, Mesa has you covered. Peace of mind is right around the corner when all your apps are working seamlessly together. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Search Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Is your store holiday ready? Now is the time to make sure you and your team are prepared for the busy season ahead. Gorgeous, an omni-channel help desk built for e-commerce has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. Merchants can close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Bandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools such as Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. Mention this podcast when you sign up to get two months free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, and collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like NYX, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention this podcast, Honest E-Commerce, and get your first month absolutely free. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember... Great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Can you share anything uh, as far as like, you know, what what did the first month or two look like? What was like the return on ad spend? If that's a, probably an easier number that you could share uh, of trying to find that winning creative. All I'm trying to do is highlight here how hard it is. Yeah. Um... It was slow to say the least. My dad and I made a promise that we weren't going to shave until we got a hundred sales. I don't grow facial hair very well. So I was looking real scraggly and my dad grew a big white beard and it took so long that we couldn't take it any longer. So we had to shave. I mean, it was, it was slow in the beginning and 
figuring out who you need to be talking to, what you need to be saying, um, and and having the patience and persistence to get to that level of a return on ad spend that's better than a one because we weren't there for the first couple of months um, is hard work. So it definitely takes a long time. Um, and it, it takes a lot of creativity to, to find that niche. Yeah. And, and you also you had kind of the, the secondary remarketing stuff in place with uh, your email automations, um, you know, to kind of try to get the flywheel kickstarted, you know, and it takes a long time to get that thing going. But once you do, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get people in the door and you can build those audiences um, for remarketing on paid channels, and if you can figure out what people want to hear in your email flows, um, it, I mean, it's a passive form of passive form of income. You still have to work on it, A-B testing. Um, but it's totally necessary to keep a business afloat, especially early on when mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out how you're talking to people and what's working. Yeah. So the highlight here of all of this is it's really hard <laughs> if that is your go-to-market strategy. But if you understand it and understand the investment, you know it can work. So when we're talking about an investment here, like if you have a $500 paid media budget, you are not going to see any results. I don't think you're going to see results, especially today in 2021 with a $10,000. Like that's our budget to get started with trying to break a new product. That's not going to work. Yeah, I agree. It's it's hyper competitive now on these traditional channels that people used to go to and just it, it would work. It would work to go to Facebook and kind of find your audience and let let the algorithm figure it out for you and serve those ads. And it just doesn't operate that anymore on Facebook, operate that way anymore. Later on, we figured out that YouTube was great for us and it still took a lot of time for us to get there and, and money to get to the place where we were actually seeing success. So uh yeah, it's not a small budget anymore. Um, there are ways to go out and get some eyeballs to your site um, that are less expensive. And I'm thinking specifically, you know, some sort of uh, gorilla style product giveaway, but that still costs you money because it's cost of goods sold there. Um, so it, it's not cheap anymore. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. But. Uh... I'm not trying to distill. I, I want I want people to still do it. You know, it, it's it's great. I love seeing new brands in the space. Entrepreneurship is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. So you know, I'm not trying to say don't do it. I'm just trying to be. You know, it's it's difficult, uh, especially if if your go to market strategy is paid acquisition. That is the probably steepest hill to climb. You know, we we're always in the mindset that when we're spending on um, these paid channels, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, that we have as much money as we can earn back. So if we if we can hit a 1.2, then you know that is we're not making money on the business, but it's enough to keep learning, keep figuring things out. So if you can get to this break-even point, it'll it'll allow you to build that momentum. And I'm not saying that you're going to become rich from getting a 1.2 ROAS because it's not going to cover your uh, cost of goods sold and um, all of your other overhead, but it's going to give you enough energy to continue on that path, which is one of the most important parts is not getting discouraged and not quitting because you're not getting rich quick. Absolutely. So you, you went really in depth with your guys' go to market strategy. And I, I 
appreciate that so much. Let's talk about kind of now in the future. What are you excited about over the next six months? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it took us about a year and a half to realize that long form media was a better form of advertising for us. Um, so I'll just kind of give you, it's kind of a, a build up to where we are now. Um, we started making long form media, um, a lot of funny videos, and then we kind of broke into more educational founder spot um, and got onto YouTube. So YouTube has just been great for us for the past year and a half. And I'm still excited about YouTube for the next six months, uh, especially since we have been continually making new creative. Uh, and I'm really excited. We're headed in um, a more specific gender, uh, gender specific area that we haven't been before targeting women um, and their um, needs when it comes to cleanliness with bidets. And that's something that we haven't explored. Uh, but I'm really excited to start speaking to an audience directly about what they need instead of kind of having a general idea or a general concept that bidets are great for every butt. You know, they're great for vaginas and people who are pregnant and who just had a child. Um, and so there, there's a lot of benefits for, for that demographic. And I'm excited to talk to them and excited them for to have bidets because everyone needs one. Now, when you're speaking about YouTube and the opportunity with long form content, are you like, are you putting, producing this and putting it out on your own YouTube channel? Or are you producing this content and then doing uh, paid placement? Oh, we do paid placement. So we don't count on organic for this type of content. This is all, it's unlisted, most of it, and um, it's all paid placement. So that, that's where all of our eggs on YouTube go. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and then now, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you th- want to share with the audience? Um, no, I don't think so. And I mean, I don't know if you... I have another thing that I'm, I'm uh, excited about for the future, if you want to hear about that real quick. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so um, by the time this podcast come out, we will have run multiple weeks on television. So we're running on linear TV, uh, which is, you know, spectrum cable and, and not like over the top streaming like Netflix and stuff. Um, and we just launched. And so I'm really excited about that prospect um, because you can just reach so many people and find your audience, I think, very quickly. Um, yet to be proven, but I'm, I'm very optimistic about our, our chances with television and what, what that's going to look like for us. Yeah, it's kind of funny now. I've been in this game for seven, eight years now in advertising and it's, you know, things are going full circle where, you know, digital is getting as expensive, if not more expensive than traditional because you can, well, used to be able to track all the numbers very easily. Um, but now people are starting to experiment in, in the direct consumer space, experiment with these more traditional kind of media buys like billboard placements, magazines, and TV. Um, so it's really exciting. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. And it is funny. I never thought, oh, cable's the place for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it's going to be something that's that's really good for our brand. I know. I think it's going to be great. And, I, and hopefully I see it because I am a, I have Spectrum Cable. So maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe I, I'll, I'll see it and I'll shoot you an email like, I just saw it. Yeah. Awesome. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on the show today. 
Yeah, Chase, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.